Welcome to Voice Podcast, the podcast for students by students. And today with us, we have Brandon Mason. That's right. Yes. And uh, so he's a student in behavioral science. Mm -hmm. And you are also a graduate of SLC. Yes. In uh, general arts and sciences. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many years is... uh, uh, this course. So the general and science. Yeah. Or, okay. So general and science. The certificate is one year, and the mm-hmm. diploma is one year. So it really is a two kind of year program, but it's yeah. separate. So you have to reapply, obviously. And then for behavioral science, it's three years. So its first year is kind of just um, normal classes as usual. But in second and third year, you're going to have field placements, which mm-hmm. is mainly like half of your course load. Okay. And you're going to have other classes as well, like where we're going to be learning about addictions. We're going to be learning about brain injury. Um, we're going to be learning about mental health disorders of adults. We're learning about child mental health disorders right now. Mm-hmm. And we're doing adults, I believe, the next semester. Um, and then we also have just normal psychology. We have um, behavioral analysis. And then we also have a professional effectiveness program, which is just our cl- uh, class, uh, which is teaches us how to take tests well, how to take, how to be studying correctly, note-taking, um, sending an email to somebody in a professional manner. Um, and that just, it's a new addition, I believe, to the course as well. So that's, I, th- I think it's something that everyone has to take because it's kind of like different tr- transition with like between college and high school. Okay. Well. Yeah. yeah. So are the two courses uh, related to each other or? Um, no, I, I kind of, I was kind of told that generous and science is like a Swiss army knife. <laughs> you can do anything with it. You can go into any real program as long as you kind of have like the prerequisites from the generous and science as well. Like I was unaware that I could take behavioral science right out of high school. I didn't know I just, I didn't, I didn't know I needed just a science instead of just psychology. I thought that's what, it, I thought that was what the, um, the prerequisites were, yeah. Um, so it's it's a lot. It's it's a it's a it's a hard course to get into, but it's not like a, an easy. It's a hard course to get into, but it's not that hard to, I guess, apply for it. You can apply for it with the prerequisites and be considered fairly, but it's also high competition as well, from what I heard. Okay. So it's it's definitely a, a very useful course in my opinion okay, and and what made you now uh, choose to come back to slc to do behavioral sciences mm-hmm. um i i chose to go back because after taking a year off from 2021 2022 i was like i need to get myself back into college because just that program this is a diploma program and the certificate as well that really only get a diploma is not really going to be enough to get like a job but also i was thinking before i left i really want to do something in like behavioral science something something science related and i was kind of recommended maybe you should take this maybe you should look up on it and kind of figure out what to like is this going to be a good fit for me and i looked at everything and i was like yes i should be taking this i took i also applied for like um uh, community justice services and social worker and i got into this one as well as social as well as social worker as well and i was like okay yeah taking this one for sure um and i think it's it's been it's been the greatest decision i think i've made it's a great program so far i've not even done a semester and i've already think it's great i'm going to be out in the field um doing a controlled placement that's one that's already predetermined in the fall um of next year and then i get my i get to pick my own for year three so okay. i could work wherever i like hopefully in kingston or close ish by and i'd be doing that for half my course load and like learning uh, really hands-on stuff as well like that's kind of what i like i like the hands-on things and being able to have like real life scenarios going through and kind of allowing me to learn and apply my knowledge that I've learned in this program so far that I'll be learning eventually as well. well what do you like specifically most into your behavioral science course? I like learning about people, honestly. That's kind of what it is. Like just psychology itself is just learning how people tick. That just fascinates 
the, the heck out of me. Like I, we're learning about, um, words, um, the absolute difference or like absolute threshold. You are able to determine like the difference in weight by such a minuscule amount, like pool cues, for example. I'm able to decipher that this is an 18 ounce and this is a, like a 19 ounce. That minimal of a difference, you can tell, oh, this is the lighter, this is heavier by like a single ounce difference. You can tell what's that it's heavier or not, which is, I think is crazy. I, I never thought like, oh, that little amount we can tell and like obviously larger amounts, it's, it's a, it's a larger difference you can tell, but such smaller differences you can tell it's, it's, it's just crazy to me that you can do that, that we are, that we're able to do that in the memory as well. It's just, we, I've been, we've been, all my professors have just been told that our memory is garbage. <laughs> we have terrible short-term memory, um, working memory, and we just have to, we have to kind of like re repeat and repeat and repeat things to get them into our head so you can bring them back out and you put them on paper or apply them to a, uh, a, a call, a client. Most of you, like why? Why, why do you need to understand like why people tick like this for you? For me, um, yeah. I think it kind of goes back to how I acted, honestly. Because yeah. like, I wasn't the greatest person, I'd say, when I was younger. And being able to now learn about in our first semester, child mental disorders and how that develops. I'm like, oh, I can now apply this to why I'm acting like that. And it's, it's more like, I wouldn't, I, God, I guess it's like reassurance. Like, oh, it's not my, it's not completely my fault. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it is my fault. Cause like, I'm acting like that, but also a kid is kind of a kid. They don't really know any better, but at the same time it hurts people. So it's, it's better to know like, oh, that's why it happened. But also it's not an excuse for me to say, oh, that's, that's why no. It's my own kind of, I have to learn from my mistakes and apply this new knowledge and helping kids not be like me. Cause I, again, I, I just, I wasn't a particularly great person myself. I, um, I bullied people and I hurt people and it's not, it's not fair to them. I'd say I want to, I, I want to talk to them again, like say like, oh, I'm now I'm now this, I want to be proud of the way I am instead of that person I was before. It was just, that's, that's why, honestly. So, so, uh, you would say that, uh, you are studying like, uh, behavioral science because of who, who you were in the mm -hmm. past, right? Yeah. But also yeah. I, I want to learn, I want to do this school as well. Mm -hmm. I want to. I want to analyze behavior and how to stop it or continue it in a um, ethical way. Yeah. Like not with like, not with like what punishment is to kind of parents as well. Like punishment to parents is obviously physical things. And it's yeah, that unethical stuff that behavioral analysts don't behavioral analysts don't really want to go in, go don't really want to go to, to help a child or help someone um, improve their behavior or stop a, an adverse behavior. Okay. And uh, coming up to ethical and non-ethical, what, mm -hmm. what do you consider ethical? Ethical? Uh, um, ethical things are using a reward system to help a child, um, to reinforce a child to do more behavior or taking something away that they like that is um, a punishment to them that allows to, that stops a behavior, but like non-ethical, um, if I'm allowed to say it, am I allowed to say, go, yeah. Go for it. Spanking, using the belt, um, slapping people, like it's physical harm. Mm -hmm. I'll just generalize to that. Um, that's non-ethical. No, that's, that's, um, that's going to hurt. That's more going to hurt a child than, than help it. That's going to be trauma. That's going to be traumatic to a child instead of helping them. And that's no, that's, um, as you grow, I, as I've grown older, that's like, it's not right to 
hit a hit a child like it's not right to do that that's kind of it's not ethical yeah no <laughs> well what would you say to kids that uh, for example me uh, I was hit as a child not mm-hmm. badly uh, I I guess I understand there's some degree of being hit you know mm-hmm. like yeah I was probably slapped a few times you yeah. know hit like that intensity yeah, yeah. But for me, this is not what for me. I think it worked. I really think it worked. Like, hey, like, don't do it again. It's yeah. it, it can work. It can. There's work an explanation for... that yes. goes with it. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, don't do that. You know, like, one or two times I do it again. I was a good kid, so yeah. I would understand. But some few times I needed that proof. Yeah. Uh, K- kids, kids are actually kind of designed to kind of push that to push the parents to their absolute break point mm-hmm. like go, like after the first time it happens like i want to do that again mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i'm getting from that and obviously if you're a good kid then it kind of worked physical punishment can work it's just there needs to be restraints even from the parents i'd say and not going like so far as to actually like causing trauma like obviously mm-hmm. it's not traumatic to you, is it? Yeah, no, really, no, yeah. it's it was it was like playing fight, you know, like yeah, oof. yeah I played fight every time, so mm-hmm. yeah, this was yeah, that's... with my friends, with my roughhousing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing rough, nothing. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, that's what the general term is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I get you. It's just that. So, uh, but true, truly, definitely, like even I got slapped by my teachers when I was in uh, primary school, so. It was all fine. I have, what? Huh? <laughs> I have never been. Well, I was never in elementary school. Yeah, I was uh, never elementary saw. primary. What would you call this? Like, I don't know how you call it. Elementary school, like K to six. Like five to six, six to eleven years old. Um. Uh, yeah, it's grade one to five. Yeah, grade it's one. Grade one to six. So. Yeah. Then that I... was the only time. So, but uh, for me, again, like. I mean, school systems, I'd say, were different a little bit in yeah. how. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it changed I, a lot, I guess. But it worked for me, I would say. Like, I I needed from time to time to get that uh, as a kid. But yeah, I believe in some kids it can be different. It depends on the child. It depends on the degree. It's human, you know. At the end of the day, I believe everyone is unique. On Earth, everyone' brain works differently. Very even if we can categorize some people in different boxes, even in that particular box, we can. So many people are so different. Yeah. So it's uh, it's like I can understand where the approach comes that it's non-ethical now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can understand it. And uh, so what what else is non-ethical? You know, like if uh, for example, apart from physical manipulation. In my opinion, mm-hmm. we haven't been taught that, but I think manipulating a child into like, it gets them trust issues sometimes. Cause like, say like for a promise, you, you, if you don't, if you break a promise with a child way too many times, they're going to have trust issues in future. And that's like, it could be, it could be non-ethical and ethical to some, but mm-hmm. to me, it's not, that's not ethical to me. Cause it's just, it, it hurts. It kind of causes trauma to a child. It, like maybe it may not it may but it um to me that would cause probably trauma and that would be non-ethical other like non-ethical things is like yeah like coercion's kind of the same thing as manipulation but also that's like that's not right in my opinion but do you think the reward system is non-ethical the reward the, like you told me like the reward system oh, so that, it, no that's not no that's 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 ethical because yeah. there's yeah there's there's like there's there's a means for the child to like oh i want to earn more of this token let's say um like you know like the i don't know if you, you're in school, what would you say if the token no longer is a token for the child um, then the reward system no longer finds its purpose oh, um in, for yeah it's like a dog you know it's yeah. like a, a token an animal for, yeah a to- so, yeah a token for a like child most animals like build that relationship because you're giving them food mm-hmm. so is it like the same behavioral system of you know hey i'm giving you child this mm-hmm. because stop doing this then you will get this don't you think like well 
it no that's yeah. no that's not no yeah. no 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 that's not what it was yeah using a using a token reward system yeah. is for good behavior they show good behavior mm. and they get let's say a star like mm. in school there's like these little like i guess charts that have like yeah. stars on them and that's yeah. like that's the reward system mm. you do a good behavior and you get that have like giving a child something they want because they're doing a negative behavior isn't that's no i'm, I'm not saying they give because of a negative behavior i mm -hmm. said because if you don't do this then you're going to get this it's the same thing so yeah. basically if you do a good thing you're going to get a star yes but like i believe for me personally it's more personal it has nothing to do mm -hmm. it's more a personal question yeah. it's like i believe more in making a child understand the core principle of hey you're doing something good because you do it out of your heart you do it out yes. generally don't expect every time you do something good you're mm -hmm. going to get a reward yeah that, that that's why yeah. like token reward systems are useful for younger children but mm -hmm. as you get older mm -hmm. the good the, the thing that that you mm -hmm. could do is just there is still reward systems you can do and that's telling someone good job about doing this um it's like just general good jobs or just um, high fives, hugs, um, handshakes, mm -hmm. that, because that is actually expected in the real world. You do actually get that sometimes, especially because when I work in a grocery store, I get mm -hmm. good job. You're a good cashier. Mm -hmm. That is rewarding to me. And that's okay. like that being taught, like at a, at a older kind of child, like 10, 12, yeah. that is, you kind of have to evolve it as you go and the yeah. child gets older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so would you say like, uh for different child different stages of life mm -hmm. there are different ways to bring up uh things in life yeah yeah I, I would say that it's it is a little bit different like the parent training we've been learning in um child mental and child mental disorders and there is actually different parent training for like three to eight year olds and then adolescent training as well it kind of it is the same kind of principles but you have to elicit different strategies to have to like to i guess to parent a child that is of the age like three to eight and adolescence so like 10 to like 14 13 when you get a teenager it's kind of like open more open mm -hmm. i'd say um but yeah you could obviously use like unlabeled rewards labeled rewards physical rewards yeah um for both like teens teens when they were like that around that age is like oh don't give me a hug mom don't give me a mm. hug dad deep down they, they, they like it like come on everyone everyone likes that they, they like having admiration i like it even now like mm -hmm. it's it's good to ha it's good to know that i'm appreciated it's good to know that my work or my behavior is is good even like now, like it's, I always, I always get that in like class and other students saying that it's, it's good. To, it's good to hear. And it's like reassuring that I'm doing the right thing. Um, and like, it's, there's, there's obviously like different kind of like, I guess, punishments, obviously there's negative punishment and there's positive punishment. There's like, adding um chores to like a child's list that's positive punishment negative punishment is taking away something that is um rewarding or reinforcing to the child and then there's obviously positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement which is the opposite you can take a child one of the child's chores away because they've been doing well that's negative reinforcement positive reinforcement obviously is a token economy it's um the uh physical rewards the on labor rewards there's tons of different things that you can do that work for both and you can reinforce a child both negatively and positively but that doesn't mean good or bad um and you could you could obviously punish a child negatively or positively without physical harm either and that's we're just learning this right now that's kind of like an eye-opening to me i was like oh negative means bad positive means good that's the only way it's supposed to be no you can learn you can you can teach a child positively and negatively to benefit their behavior in the future and that's 
what I like about this this program already. I'm learning new things. And would you say like uh, like having like you said in the past that you were not the kindest, the mm -hmm. best person ever? Yeah. Like uh, that you you were. I uh, emphasize on the you were. Like, I were yes. Uh, yeah, were able. Mm -hmm. So would you say like having been able? Uh, this helps you more understand some behaviors of I think you, you're someone who really wants to go more into child behavior yeah. I guess mm -hmm. or teen child teen yeah. uh, around that area yeah, yeah. And youth youth, youth. Yeah. that's what it youth. so do you think having been on that being a bully side mm -hmm. helps you a lot uh, in a way or um, it, it I think it, it's it not it, help you but more like you understand to... things in other perspective because it's of no way helpful yeah. of being a bully. Yeah, but it uh, allows but... me to see both sides of the situation. Like, yes, it's not good at all to be a bully, but also it allows me to connect to children that are like me. That was like, oh, there's motives behind this. There's reasons this mm -hmm. is happening. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the theory is something called Patterson's coercion theory. And that's kind of what has like kind of what led to my um, being a bully. Like it doesn't have all the core concepts, but it has some of them. And it's not. I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm I'm a result of that. No. Can you explain to our audience what the theory totally. is? Just to yeah. Um, so Patterson's Patterson's coercion theory. It first starts off with like parents that had kind of a rough upbringing. They have low income, one shot like parents like one parents were in two like has has two jobs mm -hmm. there's like a single parent as well um grandparents weren't the best to the parents as well um higher higher health like higher health risks um like poor um poor neighborhoods and then it progresses into the children being treated like how the grandparents treated the parents of the child so it it just kind of progresses and there's like there's no house rules in the home. There's violent outbursts. There's um, there's no rules at all. Like kids, kids nowadays say, "Oh, you have no rules at all." It's actually a real detriment to have no rules in the house because as you get older, you will know, like you won't, you really know right from wrong. Like having no curfew. And you being able to come home at like 2 a.m. every single night, you can say, oh, it's great. No, it's not. Having a curfew or having like a loose kind of like having having loose like you have to be home at like 11 o'clock at night. Okay, sure. I don't mind doing that. So again, back to the theory, getting off topic. Um but as, as that goes down, you'll have like kids that have like lower self-esteem. They have um, social issues. They have parental issues, and they get low self low self-efficacy. Um, they start to hang out with really the wrong group of like wrong group of people. Like kind of as my as my professor took it, delinquents, um, and that would lead to the child now parenting like their parents and that cycle will continue and continue and continue till death till, till death meets us like and we as um behaviorists or we as being able to treat it we have to intercept when the when it's like when the house is kind of like when the when the children are being up are being raised no house rules it's violent in the home there's irritability, there's just strife in the home. That's where we have to intervene before it gets too far. Because past that, it's going to go on. It's going to go on. The cycle will now repeat. And so coming to more of that theory, theory yeah. uh, like uh, we're, we're diving deep, deep into very, very niche. Uh, so would you say that... Uh, the parents, in short, the parents are not doing their duties and responsibilities as a parent. Yeah, yeah. The the I would say the parents, like having the no house rules, the parent is a little less in the child's lives, and yeah. they become accustomed to that. 
and like having kind of a rough childhood as well. So that's, yeah, I would say like, and that's what the parent training is for. <laughs> this all kind of ties back to it. Yeah. Having that allows, uh, allows parents to now parent effectively and not have a child that's going to have problems in the future or have kind of trauma, but also they're raised correctly to know right from wrong. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what that, it, it's a, it's, it is a theory, but obviously it's a kind of a theory that I'm like, I've connected myself and other, and other colleagues in my course have, um, connected themselves as well. Like I've talked to them and, uh, that, that kind of class hit really hard for a lot of people I could tell, um, because we kind of realized, oh shit, that's some, um, that's, that's us. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, this happens. Mm -hmm. uh, a point of realization happens at any time, right? Yeah. Uh, for for you, even like you said, you were a bully. Was there a point like when you realized that you being a bully back then, that hey, I should. It's not right what I'm yeah. doing, or um, I the, have to change. The moment of realization was a friend of mine. Um, she, we were like, we have a. I, I where I used to live, I used to live in Mississauga. Mm -hmm. massive town small here so that was crazy um but how old were you back then just to put into picture um i lived there for 14 years yeah. and i'm 22 mm -hmm. so i've lived here i lived here in kingston i live in napanee but mm -hmm. kingston i eight years so i'd say like the bullying ended at around 12 i would say that kind of is like i gotta see i just say teen 13 is when I kind of like, yeah, I need to stop this. I'm going, especially in middle school, that is where it's kind of like, especially my middle school. My middle school is really, uh, really sketchy. I did not want to get into the crap that happened there. So that was, um, yeah, I wanted to stop that. But anyway, my friend um, kind of just like confronted me and just said, you are, you need to stop this, Brendan you are hurting people you're being a jerk she just um she really just like kind of in a sense kicked me where it hurt and just said you need to stop man and my parents obviously overheard is like you you need to you need to kind of listen to her and like you gotta change i'm like okay i'll i i, I get it i understand and it's not like, oh, uh, was it that a girl said that? Yes, in my opinion, it was. Because mm -hmm. I I don't want to hurt people, but especially a girl doing that is like, okay, yeah, that is probably, it is a problem then. Especially because like someone that I actually liked hanging out with mm -hmm. tell me that I was like, don't do that anymore. Like it's, uh, even a friend of mine that I was obviously hanging out with is like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. You are a jerk, man. That kind of threw me through a loop too. So those two situations kind of like just was that punch and kick to set me down and just say, start over. You need to stop. Going to a new school as well. I am now, I'm able to clean my slate and try to, and try to like be better. And then obviously moving as well, even cleaner slate. I get to be myself again and kind of, I kind of set a precedent as to who I am and I say it worked. And uh, would you say like, what would you advise? Like, I guess you were, you were given like a very solid opportunity to change yeah. when you were given a new slate, mm -hmm. as you say. But I guess like many families out there, many kids, which in terms of many kids as well, who don't have a chance, you know, like many families don't have a chance to probably like turn a new page, you know, they need to be in that exact setting, like every day they were building. How, how would you say like, how do they start afresh in the exact environment that they caused harm i i would say for like i guess i, I you mean like a child or you mean yeah a, for example like if you were not able to relocate 
if you were not able to change school like you, you had to be there for like again another five years for example well the summer i would say you have to I would say, like, kind of using the summer to, like, obviously there's summer between grades, but, like, mm -hmm. using that, it is a short amount of time, but also you just have to kind of start, like, going directly to the source and, like, I am sorry about what I, I'm sorry about how I acted, I'm sorry about what I mm -hmm. did, and just let people accept you back. It's not going to take, oh, it's in a day. No. No, hell no. It's, um... I would say I'm not like, for me to move, obviously I have like new friends and stuff that kind of helped. But over those two years, I felt a lot more accepted as like a good person. Like over those two years, you mean back in middle school? Back in middle school, yes. Because yeah. I obviously switched schools, but I still had other people that, yeah. I used to, that I used to have class with. Yeah. So they were able to see that change. And was it perfect? No, it's never perfect. You have to, it does, it does, it has to, eh, it takes more, it takes more than like a few, it takes, it takes more than like a few days. It takes weeks, months, even two years. It's not even perfect after then, after that. And like, I would say I'm not completely okay with how I act. I'd say, no, I'm not, but there's always room for improvement. Like it's, that's kind of the mentality I've kind of gotten myself into and just there's room for improvement. You can improve on how you act. You can improve on how you are, how you present yourself. Like even my sense of style has gotten a lot better. <laughs> I would say, um, it's like kind of, I want to look professional and clean. I'm just like simple t-shirt and jeans. That's it. I look a lot. I, I feel I look nice. And it just allows me to have more self-confidence in myself. Was that the only reason that helped me change? No. It's just your attitude. It's your it's your state of mind as well. And just kind of allowing yourself to move, not like move on yourself, but also allow people to move on and accept the new you. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> So this is like, uh, you know, like coming to like what helped you change, you know, like initially, initially. <laughs> See, we're both messing up. <laughs> that was you say, right? A new slate or what? A new what? A new slate? Yeah, a new slate, yeah. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Like people who know me will understand the slay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's something at the essay. We do slay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Keep it it's... In. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, that. I'm laughing at you. Don't worry. Uh, this was supposed to be a serious podcast, but any, anyways. You cannot have, no, you have to have kind of fun with this, I'd say. Yeah. I'm having fun myself. I know this is yeah. a bit of a serious one, but honestly, yeah. you have to kind of laugh a little bit. Yeah, and it has nothing, it's nothing related to bullying. Don't no. worry. It's, it's like it's kind of a slang, you know, like, you mm -hmm. know, like, that's a new thing also, like, you know, slangs among slangs continue to be changing yeah throughout generations as like, well <laughs> i'm not gonna say it. like um try, that... try to say it in a polite way oh yeah yeah oh, let's like just try, let's try to say every like slangs in a polite way well okay the slang i have is not like a bad slang it's just yeah. pog pog is like awesome that's that's the slang that i oh use. right yeah wow oh it's in, it's in a polite way what, what does pog mean pog is just it just means like awesome that's like for example, like the World Cup. Yeah. Um, France scores. Oh, Pog, that's awesome. Um, Why? Uh, for, for, I'm a, I'm a Zillennial, okay? So, mm -hmm. like, I'm right at the, like, million, yeah. millennial ended. Yeah. And Gen Z started. So. I'm 2000. I'm, like, on the friggin' millennium no, as well. No, you're, you're a Gen Z. Oh, I'm, oh. Yeah, uh, Gen, okay. Gen Z started. Really? In 1996. Well, hmm. yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Did not know that. So everything which is after 1996 mm. is yeah. Gen Z. 
So, and everything I think of the 2010 is Gen X? No, Generation Alpha. Alpha. Uh, so, everything which comes after Gen Z is Generation Alpha. I think they are like 12, 13 year old right now. Fortnite kids. Yes. What? The Fortnite kids. Yeah, yeah. For, for Fortnite kids, if you want to call to it. Be, to, that's the slang. There you go. That's the slang. But it's a polite slang. So, where did Pog originate from? Um, it originated very while back but like it's it was like it some guys were like recording and it's he just made just this face i'm not going to recreate it because i'm going to i'm not doing this on podcast but it's just like it's like a shocked kind of like happy kind mm -hmm. of like face it's like oh that's and that and that's just how it kind of got connected it's like it was a little bit of a meme i think as well but also yeah. it's just it's kind of used and it's not like in a bad way. It's something that's like celebrated, I guess. Cause I was like, it kind of made like a fun kind of thing to say sometimes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really all for that kind of slang. But like the Fortnite thing as well as like Fortnite came out in what, 2017, I think. I, I don't remember to be honest. I'm old, that was five years ago, God. <laughs> Was it five? Five years ago. Yeah. Fortnite. I played Fortnite once. I've never played Fortnite. I don't want to. <laughs> um, uh, I just played it for one, for 30 minutes. Just just for shits? Yeah. Just for, I wanted to see what the craze was all about, you know. That's, yeah, of course you have to do that. Well, that's Fortnite. So yeah. Um, it, but yeah. Just a third person shooting game. Mm -hmm. so. Third per yeah, third person build stuff, but also yeah, I think it's, it's 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 devolved into just memes because of all like the anim all like the dance emotes and all the yeah like, saluting like crap is like uh but a lot of people play through it. Yes, it's, it's still popular. It's very popular. It's still popular. I want it to die though. It's like it's it's gone. It's had its heyday. Enough. But what would you say to to even like right now in college where a lot of people who play Fortnite? Oh, I, I think so. Like, uh, what would you say to it? Why, why why do you want Fortnite to die? It's I think I think it's just like a lot of brands are getting absorbed by it and getting put in there, and people are just shitting on it. That's why I want it to die. I would say, if you play Fortnite, fine. I, I I think if if it's if you like playing it and you like having fun, awesome. Because like obviously other games have kind of like evolved into that, like PUBG, um, Call of Duty Warzone. But that's kind of it's a little it's a it's more like actual like I guess war settings. I suppose. Yeah, uh, Call of Duty definitely yes. war settings. A little more war, yeah, a little more war setting. Kind and of. PUBG also. PUBG too, yes. Um, I don't know. I never played. It's okay. <laughs> um, but like with Fortnite, it's kind of like a lot more colorful. Yeah. And that couldn't be a good thing. It's kind of like that in Splatoon. It's like this kind of that mash together. It's like that craziness of Splatoon and the kind of first person, like the third person shooter of like PUBG mm -hmm. and Warzone. Mash together and you get Fortnite, I guess. And Splatoon, actually, no, Splatoon actually predated it. So yeah, you actually could say that. Um, and another, and Splatoon obviously is another third person shooter, but it's just with ink and stuff. I have friends that play that too. It's like, I think it's fun too, but that's a lot more, a lot more skill kind of. Is this thing in, by the way? <laughs> this rant? What? This rant, I was kind of video game rant are we staying into? Why not? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, not? Okay, fun. It's, okay. it's, in, it's in behavioral stuff, right? I guess. True. Yeah. True. Uh, but would you, what would you think, like, uh, what's the impact of games like, you know, yeah. Fortnite and child behaviors? Gaming like, addiction. Gaming addiction, yeah. Um, I, again, I would say kind of the shooter games, like third, like the first person shooter, like COD, like just Call of Duty mm -hmm. in general. Um, there is Baseball a little... of Duty, there yeah. are other games also, Gotchas. right? Gotchas. Gotchas as well. That is extremely yeah, addictive. Yeah, let's just put like a lot of games because I don't want people to think that. No, we're not we are, them. No. I'm, I'm, no. I'm not paid by anyone. We're not. No. Um, but like, I I would say like, it's... there There is a point that like, if you spend 
14 hours playing a game, you might need to look into getting that fixed. Um, and it, it, it obviously is a longer process, but like addiction is kind of, it is like a psycho, it is a psychology, it's, it's a psychological um, behavior as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's still pretty complex and it's not fully understood as of today, I don't think. So even adults are addicted yeah it's obviously i think it's more easier to explain with gotcha games loot boxes i would say i'll just say loot yeah boxes. like so like ultimate uh team in fifa oh yeah fifa maybe. yeah fifa like the ultimate team like packs and stuff yeah um overwatch used to have like the loot boxes as well mm-hmm. um but yeah you put a currency in and you get stuff out but that also will fuel it's like gambling It'll fuel kind of the person to like, oh, I want one more. Yeah. Money in. One more. But, Money but, in. But what raises, what are the chemicals that raises and like, it's a mix of dopamine. Dopamine and I think. Because it's. it's I think so, it's adrenaline as well. It's a mix of dopamine and adrenaline yeah. from what I can. Because that's kind of, it's that rush. Yeah, there's a there's rush. Well. There's a rush, yeah. That makes you in the present moment. And yeah. dopamine because you get that. Uh, happy feeling. That high, yeah, yeah, yeah. That high, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. And like, uh, that's it's that's so difficult. Like, why do people would you say like find it difficult to get that high in real stuff? Let's say for like working out, yeah. that kind of adrenaline mm-hmm. is that's that's a hel- I think it's a healthy kind of high. Mm-hmm. But like, there's obviously things that people like. Like for me, I play pool a lot. That's kind of my high mm-hmm. as well. Just having fun. I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just having fun. I have a break from classes. And I'm just kind of enjoying myself with friends. That's kind of my high. And it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of like, it's a little bit of also that kind of healthy kind of like gambling as well, kind of. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that, but it's kind of, it, it is a little bit like that. But like in a job, Again, I would say the reward, like having the physical kind of like physical unlabeled and labeled rewards, that kind of is a little bit of a high to me because it's like you have a like, oh, it's it's more like serotonin, though. I would say it's like, oh, you get that kind of adrenaline. It's like, oh, I did something great. I need to continue doing that. That's kind of that high and it gets you going as well to do more and do more and do more and, hard, and work harder as well. And in like the course as well, you get like a good mark. Oh man, that's like, that's a high upon high upon high. It's like, I'm going to go and get myself my favorite thing. That's what I want to do after I get a good mark on a test or a good mark on an assignment. I want to go do that. And just you reward yourself for that. And it's kind of like setting a goal for yourself. It's like, oh, if I get like a 75 on this, I'll be like so happy and I'll go and do something to reward myself watch a movie let's say and it's yeah like the the high in gaming specifically gotcha games is a lot more artificial because usually it's something that's not really tangible either it's like something that you can kind of show off ish especially like overwatch like the cosmetics used to be overwatch 2 doesn't have that anymore thank god um but like it's like a skin or um a spray or something that's like really cool you want to show it off to people that kind of high is it's like a kind of like an artificial kind of like high ish that kind of allows like adrenaline and dopamine to kind of fire off but in very short spurts so you do it again does it like do it again and it just it kind of just is a self-fulfilling i want that high again um Another artificial high, I would say, is recreational drugs, but let's not go into that. <laughs> um, and that it, it is kind of like that is another one, but I'd say it's not as bad. I would say it's not as bad. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I would say for like other highs and like other 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 things that elicit neurotransmitters to fire off in the brain 
So, so how, uh, I think that's very deep, which what I'm going to do. And if it's, I think we can even like go and cut go. on this one. It, it's very technical. It's uh, what, uh, what makes video games like in children or in anyone of regardless of age get that quick high compared to like, you know, uh, for example, doing a sport, uh, for example. I would say, especially, it depends on the game, unfortunately. I would say- Do you think like also video games have shift from giving more that high without a real grinding? Short rewards. Yeah. Yes. For example, in some games you really have, in adventure games, for mm-hmm. example, like I play Tomb Raider, for example. Yeah uh like yeah sure but the end of a game is when you actually survive to the end yeah. so there's actually but again it gives me high just like mm-hmm. in oh my god so it's too deep like for I, I get you yeah yeah i i play something kind of similar but it's more strategic i play yeah. fire emblem and that's like it's basically just like a tactical rpg you just have to you have like you control units and you have to kind of advance and take out enemies and that's is um it's kind of like a, it kind of is like kind of those video games it's like a little art like a little bit of like artificial kind of short rewards mm-hmm. it's like oh, okay i've now cleared out this kind of front line i'm allowed to advance in now and i can kind of start up a bear mm-hmm. instead of a barricade and block off um from either like any squishier mm-hmm. units kind of more tankier units and that's kind of what i like about those games and there's tons of them to choose from um but like in say for example also, yeah, I'll, I'll just go back to COD because that's kind of an easy one. Mm-hmm. Every time you like take down someone, that's kind of like a little bit of a short kind of reward. That's what's rewarding for it. And it's a little monotonous as well. You do have to kind of pay attention a little bit too, but you just have to press some buttons. That's it. With sports, you have to run. You have to be, you have to keep your eye on the ball. You have to kind of watch your surroundings. You have to kick to a certain player with the right power, with the um, right angle and stuff pool as well you have to kind of have the right power the right um angle as well you have to kind of plan out things as well with video games most of them are being developed developed um to have kind of shorter rewards they have like the battle pass as well you get like kind of smaller rewards as you go on and bigger ones and there's obviously better rewards for the paid area lets you spend money for a short amount of things and that's yeah that's kind of uh that's kind of how i would see gaming and like addiction and having the short kind of rewards mm-hmm. and what would you say like uh nowadays you know like the dangers of bullying or even like uh the growth of teenagers or even young adults would you say like social media is something which is uncontrollable uncontrollable because it's, every teenager, every child has yeah. smartphones. So I how yeah. ethical did you think like this should be? This platform should be in terms of ethics, because I believe children nowadays, teenagers, youngsters, spend most time with a smartphone than hand, with yeah. their friends in real life, or even their parents. Yeah, um, the isolation of being like, for me, when I was a little bit younger, mm-hmm. I had like a little laptop of my own, I isolated myself and like just looked at social media and stuff. Even now I have social media, but like, I kind of look at it, I kind of look at it briefly, kind of look for stuff that I'd like important, put it down and then I wait. But like, I try to like reward myself, especially like with like schoolwork. If I'm doing a massive assignment, I want to take a break. I like a social media for like 10 minutes, put it down, do my work now for like an hour and go back. And it's kind of like that simple kind of caught like response cost. You need to do an hour of work to get 10 minutes or so, or 15 minutes mm-hmm. of um, a break. Look at social media. In the classes, 15 minutes, 15 minute break. Go back, do it again. And that's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, for the cost of that, it's a good reward. But for like social media in like younger kind of kids, there's no way 
to really control that from the parent's side. I would say I would like, I'm, I'm glad that like some social medias have like age restrictions, like Facebook has like 13, but you know, I could all lie. Uh, we all did that lie of, oh, you, I didn't, <laughs> I did. I did yeah. that lie too. Um, I, I really <laughs> don't, I, 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 I'm not like a, like a social media guy. I just have Instagram and Snapchat. That's yeah. it. But I use Snapchat for my program. I use Instagram just to look at things I like. And also for my mom to send funny things. That's it. I, I just think that social media has to be a lot more self-regulated by the parents, but also the developers of it and them having maybe parental controls enacted or having maybe, I guess, like a time limit. You sitting on, having that app open for like an hour and they kind of, and this is like, oh, are you, are you still there? Are you sure you want to continue? And they continue. Second hour, shut off. Nope. Get off. No. Um, and then maybe like the app goes in like the final or four shutdown for a, maybe an hour or so. And then they have to do something else. Um, and like maybe the account just like shuts down. So that kind of forces like every single device. You cannot look at Facebook now for an hour. Um, it would be a little, a little unethical, I'd say. I'd say like social media just has to be a lot more controlled by the developers and the parents as well. But it it's up to the developers to add those tools and make that effort to help in reduce like how much social media is getting used. Like you said, like you meet one of a people uh back then kids that you bullied you made them for example like tomorrow like what would you say to like one of them because this happened like 10 12 years ago yeah yeah i wouldn't yeah um i I would ask them how they're doing first off. Cause mm. like, who knows what they're doing right now? If I met them right now, I don't know. Um, but like from like the social media I've been looking at, there's like some of them have just been doing shit. That's like really, really, really good. Like I have a friend that's doing kinesiology now. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I, I, I would like, for example, for him, I would say like, wow, that's really, really good. I'm so, I'm so happy you're in that program. Are you liking it? Um, but then I, I, I'd have to address like, oh, I was like a real asshole. <laughs> I was a real yeah. asshole to you. Um, but I, I would say like, I'm, I'm extremely sorry that I did that. I know that's not going to be that easy to forgive me, but I, I really hope that I can get your forgiveness and I can prove that I'm better. I was before because I, I just I made a lot of mistakes that I really should not have done and yes I was a kid that didn't really know much better it's no excuse though how how would uh, you help kids when you go out there for example if you go into of course like child behaviors well I, I would want to get a scope of the child's perspective of the problem first off before the parents because if I, it actually really doesn't matter. If I do parents first and then child, I just want the child's perspective on things. Because usually that will lead to maybe knowing what the environment is of the child and like why the behavior is being elicited. What is causing it? There's always, like, something in the environment is causing this behavior. What can be changed for the parent? Especially if I do the parent first and then the child, the child may tell me things that the parents don't see or see that's not like correct to them. But to me, that is okay, but it just has to be changed a little bit. And then I can bring them both together and understand, explain to the parents what I'm gonna do. Explain to the child what I'm gonna do in just maybe a different kind of way. And then we'll do like, maybe run like some 
run like a scenario by it and just kind of see what this behavior is to the parent and what the behavior is to the child. Because if I there's two different if I get two different explanations, I would want I really want to see like what the parent thinks is the behavior. The child may not be able to tell me, but I can maybe be able to tell what the behavior is really than what the parent says to me. It's just like being able to see that kind of the youth perspective in the situation will help a lot in understanding how the behavior is being elicited and how the behavior can be changed. It won't be quick, but it will happen. What is missing in terms of into child behavior? There was not a real, I don't, I don't think there was like a psychologist in, um, or like just a behavior, someone like a counselor in NDSS. I went to Napanee District Secondary mm -hmm. School, by the way. Um, there was a, there was a, there was a classroom for it, but there I'd never really saw anyone in there. That would be so helpful for a high school student to have in being able to like talk to people and understand like what's going on. How do I help you? Because high school is a really big change because you are deciding your future. Even college yourself, having a counselor here is great, but high school as well, having a counselor there is so useful. And not having that, I think is, is, a, is really hard, I would say. Um, Obviously, I can't really speak to all high schools. I make it by just once in Kingston. Um, but for Napanee, I don't. I don't really know. Maybe there was. I just saw on days they're off. Maybe that was the case. But I never heard of them. I never heard of one like that. And I mean, there probably is a, maybe a counselor that I just didn't really recognize as a counselor, which is fine. I mean, we all make mistakes. Um, I would say that it's just. Um, it's uh, it's just a poor. I mean, maybe maybe it is a poor judgment on our part, but like I think that having a counselor in a school, like high school, middle school, any school really, um, would be helpful because it allows a child and also the parent to kind of get involved and understand what the child's going through at school and at home. Because if they act great in school, but the parents never hear about it, they're always going to think there's going to be terrible behavior at home. But the but the teacher sees much differently. And having that connection is so is going to be so useful to the parent and also useful to the child to, to prosper in the future. Amazing. And uh, so, so more to lightweight questions. I guess we talked a lot about you know like child behaviors, teen mm -hmm. behaviors, even some adults. I guess would recognize themselves as well as various aspects. So more to you, like. What do you think, like, in general, like, uh, more lightweight questions? How is uh, college different from high school, would you say? Um, there is no fixed schedule. Mm. Every single day, every single week there is, but every single day you're going somewhere different. You have long, you have at least, like, an hour between classes mm -hmm. to do something. You are in charge of that time. You should, you either want to study, get some food, sit down, relax, or hang out with friends. Pick what is best for you. Um, you have a learning plan that is going to be referred to, not like frequently, but mm -hmm. um, you, you, you just have to be more on top of things. You're, you're in charge of your learning. The professors are there to help you teach that um, also you're in class a lot more like you're in class like minimum two hours or three hours for me um, instead of like 75 minutes I believe this is a normal one an hour and 15 a lot longer you do get a break in between that but like college is a lot more it's, it's a lot more different than high school I don't think you're literally taught everything really well in high school about college and how the college life is and obviously you may be living on campus as well. Your commute is a lot more different because like you're not riding a school bus. You're either driving yourself in, you're going on the bus yourself, you're paying for that, or you live on residence, you walk out, you have to get your own food. You have to take care of yourself instead of kind of getting that 
guidance in mm-hmm. high school a little bit. Like you're not like you're kind you kind of have like I use the example or the metaphor of getting your hand held. High school kind of holds your hand a little bit, but like high school, like with college is like you're on your own. We are going to help you as best. We're going to help you with where, where we can, but you are in charge of your own learning. And that's how I kind of what I see, how I see it. Okay, and, and more about you, like, uh, what, what is, what do you love to do, like, in your everyday life, mostly? Um, Apart from studying, obviously. Studying, yes. <laughs> yeah. And pool. Yeah, um, and pool. Yeah, and yeah, pool, yeah. We, pool, I pool think. is my thing. Yeah. I'm in there so, I'm in there like an unhealthy amount. <laughs> I think so. I think at VSA, everyone knows. <laughs> I'm here, yeah. There's that pool guy. <laughs> We have an entire Snapchat group just called Pool, and it's just us, yeah. like five or six guys. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I like hanging on the essay, like studying and stuff, yeah. trying to study. But I like studying at home. Mm-hmm. Um. I like just ha- I like hanging on the concourse, having lunch there, um, finding just a quiet area just to like look at things, look over my notes, try to get notes down, study. Um. I take I try to take tests, like online tests, in like different areas as well. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I, I like, I kind of like reading, I like taking walks with like my dog as well. Um, kind of like normal stuff that other people like doing. Um, <laughs> um, but I also like baking, oh. like baking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Out of left field, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I want, I like. I like baking co- like I want to bake like cookies. I like I like I like desserts as well. Yeah, like pie and pie and stuff. Um, it's spice season also. I it's yeah, it's pump, oh, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never tasted like I I've tasted pumpkin spice, but I haven't tasted pumpkin pie yet. Pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not a pumpkin guy. I'm not. Yeah. Is is apple pie better than pumpkin pie? Oh, apple pie is awesome. Yeah. Cinnamon yeah. apples. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like ice cream. Oh, oh yeah. Drop that, drop that on top. Uh, mm. As soon as there's ice cream, I come. So yeah. Yes. Ice it's cream it's no like... longer ice cream season, but anyways. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. It's, who cares? You can eat it. It's oh, minus, no, no, no. Minus. Winter is no brainer for me. Like winter, no ice creams. Hot chocolate. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I've started a hot chocolate streak. Uh, oh, yeah. God. I'm 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 a simple hot chocolate guy. I like this hot chocolate. I've been trying to put cinnamon on hot chocolate. Uh, I was just I haven't drank like hot chocolate probably since I was eleven years old. Oh, okay. And hot since chocolate. I came here, no, in fact, the last time I lie, lie, big lie. lie. Uh, hot chocolate last time before I came to Canada, obviously yeah. was. When I was living in Paris, so it was cold. It was during winter. Yeah. So yeah, I used to drink hot chocolate then. Yeah. So every time it's cold, I think when it's more than cold for me, hot chocolates come in. Yeah. It's like a. It's kind of like a memory that kind of, like, kind of brought you back. It's like, oh, I need hot chocolate now. What is your life dream? What is your life dream? Life dream. Um. Yeah. Is there a bucket list somewhere? Like, hey, you have things written. I have a bucket list. God. My bu- <laughs> My bucket list is no. <laughs> my bucket list is living living it's empty is no it's empty it's living my best life okay not not like wasting a day okay doing something productive and just helping others as well is there something that you would love to do like if you had like you know i don't know like oh wait no i do anything which you would love i do have something on my list i want to go to norway norway i want to go to no just scandinavia in general but norway yeah sweden finland Mm -hmm. denmark plane ticket gimme now i want to go i want to (laughs) go I want to go. I want to go and like explore that place. Yeah, they have such a crazy society. Like not crazy as in bad, but crazy as in like. What's crazy? Prison. The prisons mm-hmm. in like Norway. Yeah. You are not literally. Like, you're not in like a cell. You are in like an actual like apartment. They also have like. There was a study that said that like Norway, Sweden, kind of Finland. All three of them are like top five in like happiest population. Canada is in there too, like kind of maybe like top ten, but like, oh. yeah, they they have like the government there is like they have a really 
good life they have a really good lifestyle like their life expenses life expectancy is a little higher up as well like they live longer because there's not like as much pollution they're there's in, they're innovating like there's there's like a highway in sweden that like charges your car as you drive what that's absolutely mind-boggling and crazy and fascinating to me that like that technology has happened get this to other places that's so useful there's more electric cars coming we need those. We need that. I almost said that Elon Musk is from there. No, he's not. He's from South Africa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I caught myself. Um, but yeah, like, you're like Europe and kind of like Australia. Um, there, there's like a lot of like innovation going on. Yeah. There. Like the Netherlands as well. Oh I want to go just just <laughs> my bucket list. I want to go to Europe. And one word to end, uh, you would love to address to SLC students. I would say the one thing I want to say is any college student generally, it's just you need to pace yourself a little bit going on to begin. Because like if you let yourself get overwhelmed, you're going to you're going to fall. You're going to fall, I'd say. Like I kind of go overwhelmed my first kind of year, but like you need to just let things kind of go do not procrastinate that is the one thing i will say do not procrastinate i do thank you for admitting that I'll, i admit i do as well however don't procrastinate especially like in the end of the year when there's like all like these massive things you're going uh, to die yeah like, you're going to die yeah um i, I prog procrastinate moderately yeah I, pro I progress as best I can. I try to get the larger assignments done first, and then I get the smaller ones done where I can kind of like, oh, I can progress in a little bit. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Brendan, yeah, for showing you. up for this special episode, mm -hmm. talking mostly about one very specific aspect oh, of yeah. behavioral science, yeah. which is among youth, uh, children, and teenagers. And thank you for your knowledge and your thoughts as well. And uh, sh sharing with us, you know, admitting that, hey, how you were and how you changed mm -hmm. that was becoming a better person, like from a bully to now, a, like someone nice, you know, like always nice seeing you around. And uh, as a pool guy, <laughs> as we say, you know, as a pool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm the podcast guy. So yeah. don't worry. Like. Yeah, you have a title now. But anyways, thank you so much for watching this episode till the end. And uh, yeah, you can follow us on SA Voice Podcast. And you can listen to every episode on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. And it's available in visual and listening on YouTube, which I would love you to watch and see how, how we laugh. We have fun around here. And have again an amazing week at SLC. And see you soon every Tuesday. Bye-bye.